the story of countless mothers across the globe. While motherhood is undoubtedly one of the most beautiful experiences where you rediscover yourself, find strengths that you didn't know you had, and realize your ability to love unconditionally. For many, it is also a lonely journey, one that changes your sense of identity and self-worth. In this episode of The Citizen Takes the Mic, we speak to Abinea Casey, who is the admin of a thriving support group for mothers and caregivers. We discuss why it is absolutely important to talk about mental health of mothers and why every mother needs a support group to help her tide through the challenges that come with the journey. and welcome to The Citizen. I'm really excited today to be joined by Abhinaya Kesi. Abhinaya is a gentle parenting coach, a certified mindfulness-based counselor, a lactation counselor, and she's also the admin of a very engaging and thriving community or support group on social media, which is called The Nest. The Nest is basically a support group for mothers, fathers, and all caregivers, right? And um, it has almost 14,000 members. And so I'm really excited to have Abhinaya on this episode today. And we're going to be discussing um, why support groups are really essential for mothers and mental health of mothers and um, just basically everything to do with the journey of motherhood. Right. Uh, So Abhinaya, before we begin, can you tell us a little bit about this group? why did the founders decide to start something like this and mm-hmm. what, what role do you play? Yeah, so uh, I begin by thanking uh, uh, Ms. Blessy and the citizen for giving me and giving us the necessary and opportunity to be here and also to cover the very important uh, topic on maternal mental health. I'm so glad uh, to be here today. So uh, the Nestory was uh, basically begun by a Vaishnavi and uh, it uh, was also a you know, product of her own experiences, you know, what happened when she became a parent and how, uh, you know, the it's like parenting as such, it is so hard and, you know, it comes with a lot of do's and don'ts of different things and even, you know, choosing the products for our kids, uh, you know, a lot of thoughts really get, goes into that. It's not just that we buy whatever we want or whatever we think, but we uh, all really, you know, put efforts to understand how this toy will help my child or what skills does this show, does this toy, you know, will uh, contribute to if I am getting this for my child, and also about you know other uh, places where we need support, be breastfeeding or you know like weaning, uh, introducing solids, potty training in uh, you know letting the kids develop a healthy eating habit or emotional development or what day age do i begin schooling or how do i teach this and this and all that so uh, it comes with a lot of questions and you know like many of us vaishnavi had also uh, you know uh, taken efforts to find answers in different places so that's where this idea had actually begun that what if there can be one place where you know people can have that support of have that you know a cushion of network 
where you know they don't feel alone where they can have support of different families together and also uh, the curated list of products you know which means that we don't have to spend time uh, you know looking for what uh, could be best or where it could be best so there is one place where we can get support and where we can you know get some toys uh, or you know get any essentials with respect to feeding or uh, you know like a nursery or anything be it anything related to kids and parenting you know including baby carriers and all that plus uh, you know also uh, this space also give us um, uh, to build a network and also to approach everything in an empathetic way or you know not just seeing a uh, you know this as a business or it's it's you know like in one word it is like a community led space that's how we call it where you know even though we are not alone at times it can feel like you know we are really alone in this parenting journey so that's that's where this whole idea had come and it was begin the nursery was begin by vaishnavi in 2019 and uh, her husband also to join 2020 and later uh, aparna also joined the team so uh, this is about the team of founders and you know uh, so the nest is a, a community space uh, powered by the nestery okay. yeah can you tell us about the nest in particular i i couldn't hear you sorry come again sorry can you tell us about the nest the social media community in particular yeah so uh, so yeah the nest is powered by the nestery so the nest is uh, more about uh has to you know come with the challenges that you know the parenthood is throwing on our face and it is more like you know the, the what the something very interesting and uh, uh you know very challenging that i learned is that whenever you figure out something okay like okay this works for my family or this works for my child oh maybe this is how i do it you know it changes in couple of weeks because your yeah. child is teething or there is regression or you know something happens place change or you know the schedule change a lot of things can uh, you know really mess up with how uh, you know we plan to do things so at times like these you know reaching out to people whose children are of similar age or experienced parents whose children are you know a little over this it really helps and also to uh, you know talk about the family structures especially the pressure that mothers go through uh you know because we are still uh, you know patriarchal society where there is a lot of pressure on the mothers especially so nest is an inclusive group you know we have fathers mothers all kind of parents and uh, you know our kind of caregivers and also educators so we do have all of them we believe that parenting or raising children is a collective job we don't really think that it's a mother's job and i think that's one place we are really unique uh you know because uh, we don't you know even consider that this is what a mom is supposed to do or this is only this is only to be done by a mother or anything like that and also to have this you know uh, whatever questions or doubts or challenges that appear in how we raise our children and sometimes also in how we raise ourselves as a parent you know what what is that you know it, it, it you know many a times parenting changes us a lot even though we you know we may or may not have planned for it now before we tell our children that you know like okay i don't want you to eat junk or i don't want you to eat some food so it's also like what they see and what we model matters a lot in front of them so i think the nest has also been helping uh, a lot of us where you know how we can change ourselves wherever it's needed and also very importantly how to raise children without violence or using fear tactics 
you know or anything else that hinders their emotional wellness not only now but also in the future so i think uh, this is about the nest i and uh, i have uh, two of my friends uh, we are a team me nikita and devika we run this uh, group together that's amazing and i'll come back to the impact it has on all caregivers later mm-hmm. but uh, before that you know i've i've been following this group for a while now and uh, i've seen several posts not just in this group but other support groups as well where mm-hmm. a lot of mothers talk about uh, how life has changed for them after motherhood and how they are uh, getting mm-hmm. into depression and anxiety and so many even have suicidal mm-hmm. tendencies yeah yeah so um what what do you think triggers that yeah so you know um the very first uh, you know um very first thing i would say is that the expectations that we have from motherhood uh, is not realistic enough or probably you know that has been suppressed for several ages you now we have been calling motherhood as you know a blessing or you know like a like a deadline where you know like a target of the life or target of the marriage or anything so almost a lot of us feel you know a lot lot sentimental towards getting pregnant and you know like having children of course this uh, pregnancy and having children is a personal choice there is also a lot of uh, conditioning that comes you know into it like why we choose to have children and um, also the real picture of how motherhood is Uh, i feel sometimes that this is not really uh, honestly being shared with the expecting mothers or new mothers on what to expect right yeah right. so uh, yeah so so the ma- the major reason of uh, depression is that uh, you know uh, some you know like a series of unexpected things happening and change in your a uh, bodily chemistry and also like you know the support system around you and you know different things it it's more like uh you know uh, motherhood is more like you know uh, it questions your identity mm-hmm. you know all of a sudden it becomes like and uh, so the one thing is the conditioning that comes with it so sometimes i feel that as young mothers you know we are not able to understand what to expect it because they said it's awesome they said it's amazing it's going to be fruitful you know a lot of nice words but it is not really a journey of you know um, pleasant uh, series there are a lot of you know highs and lows there a lot of grieving is there because you know i have changed so much and my body have, has changed so much you know there's a lot of process involved there so uh, that conditioning is one thing i feel that we have to communicate on what what really motherhood looks like you know like i don't appreciate being mother i'd like you know i like it if i don't have to be mother for an hour you know so yeah. i think i think that's one thing and uh, the another thing is um, how uh, you know how when a mother is pregnant how they are being taken care you know how their nutritional needs are met uh, you know how many number of checkups they have and uh, it's all you know oriented towards the mother and the child like we the whole family or you know the whole a community things that the mother should get best so that you know they can deliver a healthy and happy baby and all that but you know ironically what happens once the mother delivers right it it just feels like you know they are just dropped from somewhere because from then it becomes everything about becomes a baby hmm. so uh, i can you know uh, i i generally you know i can visualize whenever i think of my own journey that i had about 27 uh, visits to my hospital 
uh, in the whole pregnancy time and then the delivery and then i visited my gynecologist once and then and then i was told that you know come back to meet us after 3 months if you think you need and uh, you know so so that tells us that what what kind of uh, monitoring or assistance that we get uh, once we deliver the baby it is more about more and more about only about how we take care of the baby sometimes you know the wellness of the mother is also like dismissed not only just the physical wellness but also emotionally what it feels like you know to be a different person now to care for a little human or you know a couple of humans all the time and um, you know like uh, so so that's one thing and um, the the mental health part is also like you know um has been dismissed for a long time a lot of mothers uh, even though they have been uh, living with a depression for so long you know we are, we are not really diagnosing that uh, you know we are not taking that step to diagnose that you know mothers have been depressed or you know so um it's also assumed that postpartum depression can hit you only when you don't have support or can hit you only when you have worries or anything like that so uh, the depression or postpartum anxiety can hit anyone who has now like good number of support or you know a well or financial uh, financially equipped family uh, in spite of all this this can happen and also there is a myth that postpartum depression will you know disappear after a year or six months that you don't have to do anything about it but you know this dangerous because when uh, you know we reach a point of overwhelmingness it just you know point of burnt out stage it feels like you know um it feels like there is no point it it can feel yeah. like that to a lot of mothers and uh, it's very natural because you know being a primary caregiver is like caregiving us a burden and it is not rosy all the time and uh, you know it can feel like that so there is this myth so the mental health is kind of you know the the picture of what we have about mental health is also a little distorted where uh, sometimes we even stop mothers from accessing uh, to mental health services we tell yeah. them that you know uh, you know we suggest them some therapeutic stuff but home to tell them you know you got to be happy now you got to baby you are blessed there are people without babies and a lot of invalidation on family who may not be well informed about it and uh, all, all, also when we say postpartum depression it is always seen that you know mothers go through postpartum depression but fathers also do go through postpartum mm-hmm. depression because sure. yeah their life changes a lot as well and uh, though there are considerable differences between you know mothers and fathers and you know caregiving that are still families where mothers are being you know um, overloaded with responsibilities and commitments but still you know fathers are not you know a non vulnerable to uh, mental health conditions just like mothers and there can be postpartum rage you know which is also common where you feel angry all the time and uh, you feel like you know your your husband is getting to see a better uh, side of life especially if the mother is uh, you know uh, being a primary caregiver and if the father is trying to work so this can also happen in a typical you know father mother setup families yeah very uh, very interesting facts and uh, i understand why it's so important for 
uh, mental health of mothers to be discussed and to be uh, given more importance. Um, you know, but there's also this um, very common phrase that a lot of mothers hear that, you know, everyone, everyone's been through this journey. Why are you so different? What makes it so different for you? And, yeah. uh, you know, that's a lot of women feel guilty when they want to talk about uh, mm. what they're going through because mm -hmm. of that pressure that, you know, they're supposed to make everything look easy. Mm -hmm. So take on that. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I've, I've also personally experienced this, you know, like in the elders in my family that, you know, like how I'm supposed to be, uh, I've been depressed and I've been medically treated for it. So, uh, you know, like how I'm supposed to be um, cheerful, how I'm supposed to be grateful because I have twins and, you know, things like this. So uh, I think that telling someone that, you know, like everyone goes through this, you know, probably that's a fact that everyone goes through the, you know, uh, the conditions like, uh, you know, so sorry, the process like, like pregnancy and childcare and all that. What has, what is different is that uh, everyone's journey is very different. And um, yeah. if, if, if I am a parent, uh, you know, who has to work to meet my expenses, and if I'm, if I am, I have to work, if my husband has to work, and if yeah. we also have to raise our children and my uh, scenario is different, or if mm -hmm. I am a single parent, if I have the whole burden of, you know, uh, caring for my families on me, then that is again a problem. If I am, you know, a stay-at-home mother, if I have a help, my case is different. If I'm a stay-at-home mom and I don't have a help, again, yeah. it's different. So it's all based on, you know, uh, the, the finance or the number of resources we have in uh, different places, how well we are able to care for ourselves and how we had goes with, you know, uh, what is happening in the reality and, and things like that. And I also feel that a considerable uh, number of, uh, you know, uh, mothers today are, you know, okay to share that I'm not doing okay. I think that's an, that's an important change. So it's not that mothers have always been okay and it's suddenly like one generation or two generation of mothers are saying, no, no, this is too much. So yeah, we have also, you know, had that uh, a, a good good mother or a you know, good wife or a good daughter-in-law picture for so long where you don't complain about things, where you rejoice being selfless you know, how the picture has been portrayed for so long. So, you know, suddenly when I tell them, no, I'm not doing okay, I have a problem with this, I don't feel good, then it's kind of, you know, threatening for some of them, you know, like, what has happened, you know, this is something new and it's like, you know, uh, we are not expecting something like this, you know, things like that. And a lot of uh, parents do regret a bit after having their children so I've had my face in this you know I'm okay to share this so it's not because I don't love my children I do love them you know with whole of my heart but you know you sometimes you also long for the times where you know you can just go for a quick drive or you know you don't have to pack a zillion things in your car before you take your children out and 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 so many things like this right so uh, there is also a bit of regret uh, because I, I thought I can have a child. I thought I can uh, take care of them. But when I'm getting there, it suddenly feels like uh, it's, it's a lot for me and my bandwidth could be different. And even we all can have different emotional bandwidth. Uh, if, if a child is trying to knock down a glass of water uh, repeatedly, mm -hmm. 
and that there can be you know bandwidth uh, emotional bandwidth in different ways for different people if my bandwidth can be like i can tolerate it for 10 minutes or i can redirect it patiently yeah. for someone else it can be one minute and yeah. and I, i think that makes a difference uh, you know and that is also why we cannot really say that you know like everyone is going through this it's kind of uh, minimizing not only minimizing the pain but also invalidating because we don't know how it really feels in the shoes of the other person who's going through this mm-hmm. yeah great uh, that that brings me to um, you know discuss another important point the role of support groups yeah uh, how how do support groups help women going through this yeah right uh, so you know uh, even uh, so like just talking about myself i have had a lot of people with me when i gave my birth i had my whole family to help me and you know uh, so it's not that you know i i was alone in my journey uh, so there was a family there you know uh, whenever you try to tell them you know like i'm not feeling okay like i said uh they they are well meaning but they are not well informed all the time mm-hmm. so yeah. you know uh, we can hear you know people in our family say that you know like we all just went through this it's all in your mind you're googling so much stop reading so much and um, these are just new terms invented and and so many things like this even though you know they are all well meaning but you know they are not like really well informed on you know what can go wrong or what may need support uh, so at times uh, like this the very first uh, support group i joined was uh, ask the village uh, mm-hmm. and also uh, the breastfeeding support for indian mothers so i think these were initiated by adunika prakash and uh, she runs the bsim now so these were the two groups and uh, i suddenly felt like you know like oh, oh this is a different world you know like this is so different from what i see uh, you know around me in, in my everyday life uh, so it's so different here but it's again you know uh, a, a realistic place where real people come share their experience so it's not an you know an imaginary place as well just that i i they are not my neighbors or you know they are not my uh, relatives but you know there are real people sharing their real experiences mm, so i've had my uh, phases of um you know being shamed for doing something as a mom or uh, needing for mental health support and a lot of things like there were questions about lactation and uh, right. so so these groups are more like you know can go post any time you know you can live in any country that you want it doesn't matter the time zone doesn't matter and then you you know you get to hear someone else you know telling you hey i'm here you know right. even i think beyond the fact or uh, the evidences and everything else this feeling of you know i'm here you know if you want to talk to me you know i i understand what you're going through so this is more like you know like giving someone a big bear hug saying that you know like you're not alone and uh, yeah so so these are the two places where uh, i joined first and where i always you know feel a uh, good and home and also the Uh, importantly gentle parenting india's another group where uh, you know i had uh, you know uh, a lot of uh, wise reads that you know very very elaborated resources where you know i can understand because uh, this this parenting is not only about uh, okay this generation doesn't only shift the you know um thing to taking a uh, mental health care of a uh, mothers or considering nutrition development but also this you know the chain of breaking that generational trauma where you 
have right. to be a better parent where you need better tools to be a better parent so there is mm -hmm. this intention to be a better parent but sometimes i also need to know how how do i do it or what do i do in this case so uh, mm -hmm. so their gentle parenting india has also you know helped me and they have also helped a lot of other people where you know uh, you know it, i see it as a kind of revolution to raise children in love and not in fear so right. you know uh, so, so just when you go out so i happened to uh, go out recently um, to a restaurant and someone uh, asked the child in the restaurant do you like this food and the child didn't want to talk to them obviously they were a stranger and then they were like okay then i'll take this away from you so you know you can talk to me so things like that so just when we go to hospital to get a uh, you know check up or something a nurse would randomly come and then say you know i'm going to give you an injection so you know a lot of times we are being really insensitive in the world of children because we think that we are adults and we are like really powerful than them and sometimes we see them as a toy and you know not as a real person or a, a whole person with us so uh, it also requires for us to shift our views a little bit there to see and you know uh see them for what they are uh, as an individual not you know as a product of uh, me or my family or you no know, and, and anything like that so i think these support groups so 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 when i go to places like this and when i want to be a gentle parent sometimes it feels a little lonely maybe you know uh, maybe people think that i am different but the truth is there are a lot of parents who are trying to intentionally parent just that we are all spread across in different places and uh, these are the support groups where you know we can meet uh, each other and we we can learn from each other and then take support wherever it is needed so it feels like you know we we are a team or we are together in this absolutely yes that's wonderful in fact um some of the other posts that i've come across um uh, have always reflected uh, this sort of conflict between uh parenting approaches in the older generation and the newer generation mm -hmm. so why why is this conflict there is this something that's only uh, that only our generation is experiencing or did every era experience it yeah so that's an interesting question uh, so you know uh, generally there is a uh, you know there is an opinion or a belief that uh, not not with everyone but you know generally there is a belief that you know like whatever has been followed uh, for a longer time should be a good one so you know this mm -hmm. is just a statement or you know and there is again you know conflict coming in because uh, one set of people who believe this way also feel that whatever new uh, they see as a, a sort of a threatening thing because this difference has always existed whenever there was a new invention or a new way to do things it's like i think it's also a kind of uh, you know resistance to change you know like okay why this now uh, you know something like that so um, we are constantly evolving and so are the studies and so are the researchers so it's more like uh, yeah we could have done that in the past but then now we know that something is better or something is helpful or something is uh, you know harmful mm, it it doesn't you know uh, you know have to be like we we got to do the same thing we can change and we can also adapt because if uh, you know uh, there, there are a lot of differences okay so uh, earlier uh, the children used to get some herb concoction uh, mm -hmm. i i i still see a uh, very few families doing but i think they are 
coming down a herbal concoction with nutmeg and all that you know and mm-hmm. i've seen uh, children in my family get this when i was very young and my mother has told me that i was also given that uh, so you know uh, yeah. so 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 this is uh, said that this concoction will help the child to you know sleep well or um, you know uh, help them digest the breast milk and and things like this so this was the understanding and the belief you know i'm just there are many other differences i'm just quoting one or two for an example so uh, what happens now is this this also you know um, has properties of you know uh, giving i mean uh, properties of you know uh, sending the child into sleep or having the properties of uh, nerve depressant or in compounds of nerve depressant and things like that so a child who takes that concoction sleeps off not because the child is feeling you know like okay i want to sleep okay now i have digested my milk well not because of that but the child is being pushed to sleep uh, so the child doesn't have you know uh, a, a, a say there because a uh, breast milk is something that's the most suitable uh, food that an infant can have and uh, yeah. that doesn't need another you know top up like a herbal concoction which you know will help the breast milk to get digested and also the intestines of the children are not well developed and right. uh, exposing them to ingredients other than breast milk before 6 months or 1 year sometimes can also have harmful impacts so you know things like this when when we are informed better we are trying to do better and the same thing with the camphor yeah. using camphor as a mosquito repellent uh, people think that you know it's it's harmless no we have been using it for long time so using it for long time or uh, doesn't mean it's harmless and doing something for a long long time doesn't mean that you know they cannot be questioned or they are always right so we could be doing something for a long time but then if we know better we also you know uh change it and then see what we can do better there and and i think that's that's also the evolution where you know um It, like our parents would have told us you know like my parents never did this for me but i'm doing this for you mm-hmm. so just like how we are getting better you know with the next generation and things like this are also you know supposed to change uh, for good right that's very important to know uh, could you give us a few more examples if you can yeah of uh, this yeah yeah so uh you know what what uh, i've seen is that uh, when generally, generally when giving bath to infants uh, there's this oil massage which is traditionally been given mm-hmm. uh, so there is an assumption that it makes your bones stronger uh, so you know mm-hmm. it's important while massage can help the child feel relieved and you know but stress free and all that uh, it is not really you know contributing in you know making the bones stronger that's one thing and also the yeah. pressure of you know the traditional massages who you know uh, work on the child it, the, the pressure is sometimes very high and if the baby is not enjoying it if the baby is not liking it there is no point not that all babies like to be in water or all babies like the feeling of oil on their skin so this is one and uh, some people pour really hot water to you know by the children because they think that it will help the child sleep better so you know mm-hmm. these are few things you know which which doesn't have to be this way uh, if the child doesn't enjoy it's fine <clears throat> you know you can skip it and um, also giving a child um, cow's milk or even you know diluting the cow's milk and feeding them and uh, often you know believing or concluding that the mother doesn't have enough milk uh, 
so the baby is crying so this is a very common thing we would have seen in many houses right so a baby can cry for a lot of reasons uh, not just for hunger and even the breast is not only for hunger it can provide comfort or security and you know uh, a lot of warmth and other other things and uh, apart from that the baby could have a wet diaper or maybe the baby is feeling a uh, warm or want something to wrap around when it's feeling cold so the different reasons when baby cries so whenever you know uh, babies cry then you know it it's assumed that in uh, houses with many elders generally that you know you have to top up with cow's milk which is not really recommended mm-hmm. and friendly on uh, the child's body and digestive system this is one thing and about feeding the child where you know they stretch their legs and uh, make the child lie down and then you know like drop uh, food into their mouth so you know like they cannot mm-hmm. do anything they try to spit it they send it again so these things mm-hmm. uh, you know these these are the things we are trying to uh, change now we are trying you know because it's not only unsafe but it also you know uh, makes the child have a negative association with food for the rest of the life the way we feed them and you know a lot of things like this so it is not really about who is right here but i i the way i see it is like what is right it's it's not about yeah. my grandmother is right or i am right it's about like what is right for the child in the best interest of the child you yeah. know what we can do better here right that's very invaluable yeah. thank you abhinaya uh, yeah. just to conclude you could once again touch upon um, you know how or what what can we as women as caregivers as society at large do to help mothers young mothers new mothers and caregivers uh, yeah. to be able to give their best to bring up the child in the best way yeah uh, so like i've been saying in the, in the first few uh, you know discussion like a support is very important it doesn't matter if it is you know virtual or uh, you know it's offline doesn't matter so these support groups are very important and uh, having friends it can be you know the online group or having friends around you know who will make life easier so uh, you know like some uh, be a family who would actually try to help but then it would you know end up as a trouble or it would end up as a more problem for the neighbors so uh, you know i i think it should be really planned well by the family and also uh, so i so i'll start from the first important most thing i think is that uh, we are we are supposed to tell people around and young girls that how motherhood really is like it is not to threaten yeah. them or not to tell them that no no you please don't have a child it's obviously mm-hmm. their choice but to tell them like what they can so you know right. we don't have to paint you know pictures of what it is not Uh, so uh, giving them a real picture will also you know make them prepared in a better way so if this is going to come like you know i would be prepared in a different way uh, you know so 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 generally when we get prepared for a baby uh, the you know common assumption with the preparation is that you get clothing you get blankets you get you know cute mittens you know cute yeah. socks and uh, you get uh, you know the soap and, and and things like that the material things like that mm-hmm. uh, what goes into the hospital bag the nursing gown these are all essential and i don't disagree but uh, the mentally how well we are prepared what to expect if i am going to breastfeed my child what are the challenges that i can expect 
what I should really know or what I should be informed about. If I'm, you know, choosing to feed, formula feed my child, what should I really know about it? Formed of side of things. So I think uh, preparing them with real things or getting prepared with uh, what challenges can come with this emotionally and uh, with respect to the breastfeeding journey uh, and with respect to the support system and to have a plan in place to see how I can take care of myself. And this is more like the family has also, you know, get to, family has also, uh, you know, uh, they also have this uh, responsibility to pitch in and uh, see how they can, you know, relieve the mother of you know different so so when we say relieve the mother what happens is uh the mother is you know the child is being handed over to the mother and then the rest of the things are you know being taken care so what is relief to that mother will be known only by only to her so we better ask her you know like what would help you now uh, will it help if i cook this meal for you or will it help if i can hold my hold your baby for you know a few minutes and uh, you know things like this so one of my uh relative who had called me when i gave birth she asked me what what are you doing and how are you doing i said the child uh my dad said he'll take care of the child uh, and i was telling her something and then she said whoever wants to take care of the baby please give the baby to them and then get some sleep you don't have to be you know like doing it all and you know the the you know like i i am everything or i can do everything you don't have to be that now, whenever someone offers help, please take it. You don't right. have to wear that, you know, super cape and uh, try to do things on your own. So I think the support system is very, very important. And uh, prepared, staying prepared on what I can expect is important. There are also like, uh, you know, the introduction classes about breastfeeding or, you know, how uh, bringing baby home. There are courses like bringing baby home and all that. And when the child is getting a little older, you know, older, how to, uh, you know, be on the same page as parents. What is our parenting philosophy? What are our do's and don'ts? What are the values that we need to, you know, impart to the child? Because this can also become, you know, a little of, uh, you know, em emotional problem when the two partners are in, uh, you know, different ways and where, you know, they are not able to arrive. And it also helps if, you know, a parents to be uh, can, you know, involve themselves in working on their past or, you know, working on or reducing their baggages because a lot of times the trauma can come in and it can play a role in how we raise our children. It's one thing. Mm -hmm. And above all, when, uh, and, and the glorifying picture on the mother, on the motherhood, I think this has to be taken off. So when yeah. someone tells us, you know, like you are a superwoman, we make a point to tell mm -hmm. them these days, no, don't call yeah. me that please. I'm not a superwoman, you know, I like I cannot be, I don't want to be. I have my flaws and I'm imperfect and that's okay. I want my children to see how imperfect I am, you know, so that, you know, the pressure is not on me and it's okay to eat that last piece of cake, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's fine. So these are things and above all, when a mother I, I personally think that uh, just like how the physical checkups are being done when they are pregnant, I think mm -hmm. there should be a holistic checkup also when, you know, after the mother has delivered and it should be done for the father and mother, like at least like once a month or twice a month in the initial stages uh, to see what they are going through. And uh, the mental health service should also be a part of this visit where, you know, it, it need not be an optional visit, but it has to be a mandatory visit, in my opinion, you know, where they can, you know, really seek help. Uh, 
when when a mother wants to seek help the best we can do is to provide them some contacts what we don't have to do is that to uh, you know discourage them from reaching out to that help i think that is very much important you know wondering about uh, what will happen if you know my family knows that my wife is going to a psychiatrist or what will happen if you know they know that she is going to a therapist or i think these kind of images uh, often keep uh, prevent people from taking the support they want that they really want so i think we should also encourage it more should talk about our uh, you know problems more open uh, you know in, in an open way yeah uh, so so i i have been uh, depressed and the very first time i went to a doctor uh, in the fourth minute i began crying because you know i was like too overwhelmed and then she wrote mm-hmm. a prescription and then handed it over to me in the fourth minute and then i was sent outside because the consultation or whatever was over but then i never mm-hmm. felt heard there i never felt listened there so mm-hmm. what happened after that was i had to meet another doctor after you know a lot of weeks in between because i didn't have the courage to go meet someone who didn't understand me uh, but you know that time it was better and then i had taken help and uh, uh, you know th- there is also this uh, you know stigma about taking mental health uh, medicine uh, so i would also say that it is a lot better than you know what will happen if you're not taking uh, i was i was very yeah i i was very close to you know um I, i was very close to uh feeling that i see no point or you know like this is not working anymore and that's the next that's and i think yeah the next day i rushed to my doctor because you know i was really scared what's going to happen mm-hmm. and so i think that it's okay to take medicine you know just like we take it for a fever or a stomach ache or thing it's 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 you know it's going to come from a well informed place who knows what suits our body i think it's okay to take medicine okay to ask for help okay to you know eat that last piece of cake and you know it, it it's fine we have to it's time that we have to set ourselves free from that you know pressure that we are expected to perform with absolutely thank you very much agnia this yeah. has been really informative and you raised some very important points to consider yeah uh, i hope that uh, your support group like your support group there will be many more support groups uh, for women out there for mothers out there and uh, that each one of them will find their support uh, not just on social media but also in person right so thank yeah. you again. thank, thank you. you thank you so much for the opportunity nice to have this time with you thank you yeah